Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll preview tonight's game six. We'll be joined by John Barry of the Mothership. He's on the call on ESPN Radio. He'll join us coming up a little bit. We'll get uh, some of the uh, backroom dealings on Peyton Manning and Eli Manning doing a Monday Night Football game cast. Suns Bucks tonight, game six at 9 Eastern. Phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. Poll question changed mid-hour because of the Aaron Rodgers news. Adam Schefter tweeting... This offseason, the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two-year contract extension that would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons and made him the highest-paid quarterback slash player in football. Rodgers declined the offer, and then Shefty ends his tweet that it's proof it's not about the money. Uh, So we have a new poll question, and it has to do with Aaron Rodgers. As of today, do you think Aaron Rodgers holds out, then plays for the Packers? Rogers reports to camp on time. Rogers gets traded. Fritzy update the poll results since McLovin is on vacation. 56% say Rogers holds out, then plays for the Packers this season. 34% Rogers reports to camp on time. And then you've got a little under 10% Rogers gets traded. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the strategy here from both sides. If the Packers want to go, hey, we got blinders on, nothing to see here. Aaron's going to show up, he's got a contract. And he's got a signing bonus, and we expect him to be in camp. If not, he's going to get fined. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk yesterday said, no, he thinks that Rodgers shows up and knows that he's going to be a distraction. Therefore, the Packers trade him. Okay. But I still go back and I add logic. And I I know that's the wrong thing to do in this business, where you just go, okay, let me try to figure this out. There's a lot of emotion attached to this. 
I don't know if there's logic, but there's emotion. But if you draft Jordan Love, then it gets emotional for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. I, I see what you did. Like, eventually you get over things. Most people. It took me about 10 years to get over some grudges at uh, ESPN. But, you know, I did get over it in just ten, about 10 years. And Rodgers has had two years to get over this. But what does he want? That's all I want to know. What do you want? You want out? I would have said I wanted out a long time ago. You willing to stay, but you want the GM fired? No, he never said that. Okay, so what do you want? And then if you're the Packers, you gave him an extension. He was going to be the highest paid quarterback. Why is this information coming out now? That's what I'm curious about. This is partial information that came out now. Why did the information come out on draft night about Aaron Rodgers with Adam Schefter? But there was nothing imminent. It was just it came out. And Schefter was breathless when he was telling you about it. You thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded on draft night. Now you have this. Why is this contract? Why are these details coming out now? I'm going to guess they didn't have this contract discussion a couple of uh, days ago. From what I'm told, this is a while ago they had contract talks. But the information is out, and we'll find out next week if Aaron Rodgers shows up on time. Yes, Paulie? I guess that's the one thing I would uh, don't understand is that um, if Aaron Rodgers' people are trying to paint the Packers and their management as bad guys, Packers fans aren't going to bail on the Packers. They may get a little salty with the general manager here or there, but... That's it. They're in for life on the Packers. They're not in for life on certain players. You know, the sentiment, it seems, and I, get, I don't live in Milwaukee or Green Bay, it seems like the sentiment the past six months has shifted against Aaron Rodgers locally. And maybe that's why when this comes out, does it portray Rodgers in a different light? But I don't even know how important that is. Hey, I'm not the bad guy here. Okay, but it feels like you're the bad guy because you're kind of holding everybody in limbo. And, and can can we make you happier? Yes, yeah, but it seems like I mean fans are, are in on players for the for a whole lifetime. I mean, like Walter Payton, if the Bears had kicked Walter Payton to the curb a couple of years early, you'd be like, "What the hell did you do that to sweetness for?" Yeah, Paul. There there is a comparison. He mentioned Walter Payton. It's a much more lower level, but Walter Payton's last year with the Bears, they drafted a running back late in the first round. And that was seen as like an affront to the image of Walter Payton, even though he was definitely on the decline of his career. But I remember when they drafted him, people in Chicago were like, what are you doing? That's the last thing we need as a running back. But it was a smart decision. They got Neil Anderson out of Florida. He ended up being a very nice player for them. You know, but he was in the shadow of Walter Payton like Jordan Love is. But don't you think Aaron Rodgers has proven his point? If your point is to point out the front office and the ineptitude of the front office, which I would argue, I think the front office has done a pretty good job. Now, you can say you drafted a quarterback that a lot of people didn't have a first-round grade on. Yes, you traded up to get him. Yes, you were betting against Aaron Rodgers, who had two subpar seasons prior to an MVP season. But they have drafted a lot of guys who are really good, and that's a really good team. And you would be hard-pressed to go to another team given what they might have to give up to get you, that would improve your chances of going to a Super Bowl. And they're not going to trade him within the NFC. You're going to go to the AFC, and man, there are some great AFC teams right now. Really tough sledding for him. Yes, he feels like Aaron doesn't mind pointing it out a little more. (laughs) 
Like, yes, I, I've highlighted the uh, ineptitude here, but how, how about we just do a little longer? <sighs> so that's the poll question if you want to jump in. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We got into not a uh, heated discussion, but just a discussion. Last night, the Mets announcer Gary Cohen, uh, during the game against the Reds, they pointed out the uh, – Skyline Chili or Gold Star Chili. And this is a staple of Cincinnati. Been there for decades. And uh, they have a, a, you know quite a few of these, uh, these restaurants. And Gary Cohen basically trashed the chili in, uh, in Cincinnati. This is, one of the, this is the second most popular trending topic this morning, believe it or not. Number one is Jeff Bezos going up for 10 minutes into outer space and coming back down. And number number three is Jordan Love, I think. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, crazy. But uh, Fritzy did reach out to uh, Gary Cohen of the New York Mets. So I just want to know if Gary is going to be as honest about the Mets as he was about Gold Star Chili. Yes, Paul. Can you be an objective journalist during this interview? I will, try. I will try. I will mention up front I'm from Cincinnati. Right. But I will try to be a journalist. Uh, ESPN announced on Monday Peyton and Eli Manning will host an alternate telecast of Monday Night Football. Ten games. In each of the next three seasons, the trend towards alternate broadcast has been growing steadily over the last couple of years. But ESPN may have hit the jackpot. The entire industry has been waiting for Peyton to jump into the booth. Now he gets to do it on his own terms. He gets his brother in there who's sneaky funny. And one of the few people who can jab Peyton and that relationship back and forth. But, you know, it's an interesting choice if you want Peyton and Eli and a guest booth host um, I don't know what that does for the Mothership's main broadcast with Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy, but let me bring in the guy who has all the answers, the great uh, sports business columnist for the New York Post, Andrew Marchant. All right, explain the logic behind this deal, Andrew. Well, number one, ESPN has been trying to get Peyton Manning forever. I called them the white whale, uh, you know, Moby Dick style, um, trying to get Peyton uh, to do Monday Night Football. He's not wanted to go into the booth. Uh, You know, he's made that pretty apparent um, no matter what they've offered. So this was a way to get him into the booth. He brings Eli with him. They'll add a host. Uh, and so if you kind of further that relationship that ESPN has with Peyton, they already do Peyton's places, which from what I'm told is one of the more successful ESPN plus programs. They've made others with Dave Ortiz and, and Eli and uh, Abby Wambach to do other sports. Uh, and that will probably add to that as well. So now they increase that relationship. They get the great headline and now, now they got to make it a good show. Does it bastardize though, the Monday night football broadcast? Well, look, I think on the surface, it's not a good day for Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. They're the main team, but they've really been kind of viewed as the the second. Um, but it's just, they haven't really, they kind of got the job with the kind of, um, you know, just here, you guys take it. They tried to get, you know, um, Peyton Manning last year, um, and then they, they tried to get others. They're going to go out and they went hard after Tony Romo, and instead they've, uh, they sort of uh, they were the second choice. So in that regard, yeah, it's not great for them, but uh, but they do. Uh, uh, I do think there's a way where if depending on Peyton and Eli do how well they do that, it could it could shine well on Stephen Company. Uh, who are they going to add? As are they going to have an actual play by play voice or a host of this? Yeah, they're going to have a host, not a play by play guy. So um, are you available, Dan? Yes, I am. 
Okay, so I will, we'll set up that negotiation. Okay, right? thank okay, you. Well, thank I've, you. I know you have a good relationship with ESPN. Um, and so uh, the – but they, they do need somebody – honestly, though, someone like you, um, you know, they, they had some people in-house. Uh, I could see SVP. I could see a young guy like Ryan Rucco. Uh, they could go outside. I know uh, you think the same way I do about Ian Eagle, and I don't know if he signed up with CBS. But you, you need someone – look, if this is going to be successful, it's going to be probably more about who that – third person is that host to make it all work then it will be about Peyton and Eli I mean Peyton and Eli are going to see things on the field they're going to be someone you know probably pretty entertaining but you know they are uh you know how high is the bar and the other thing about this type of show is you really have to do it well you have to produce it well it's not it, it sounds like oh you just put Peyton and Eli out there um you talk for three hours you gotta have some plans you can't just be willy-nilly, and I know they'll probably get big-name guests, and that could be interesting, but uh, but you really have to produce this well in the host. You have to get everything right. It's not, it's not, to me, it's not a slam dunk. I mean, I think it's great for ESPN that they were able to pull this off, but for it to be successful is not a slam dunk. Is Aaron Rodgers in play for any of the networks if he decides that he's going to retire, sit out, whatever his game plan is? I mean, I think they might make a call. I don't really see it. He doesn't strike me as that type of guy that wants to, to do that, especially if he was just out of football for, for maybe a year. And I guess if he retired and said that's it, that doesn't seem to be the game plan, although I have no inside info on that. I just don't he, – he doesn't strike me as the guy who's going to end up in the booth. Um, you know, but uh, they always make the call, uh, you, know, if, you know, when they can, they can try to upgrade uh, because – you know, for whatever reason, this, the broadcasting in the NFL, obviously, is the most popular uh, programming on TV. But the broadcasters, the analysts, uh, I mean, those are sought-after jobs. And, you know, starting with Roma at $180 million for 10, uh, those jobs pay well. Andrew, great to talk to you again. Great work on this. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. That's Andrew Marshawn, New York Post sports business columnist. Glad he's throwing my hat into the ring here to maybe host this on, on Monday night. I haven't been approached yet, but if approached, this is when I know I'm not going to get it, then I take my name out of. You Do know, you want to announce that you're already out of the running? <laughs> or you want to announce that sources close to you say you're interested? Uh, I'm going to let Shefty break this news. I'm going to say it's not about the money. Where's Jay Glazer? I mean, Jay Glazer truly has an offseason. You know, because when you're a information, an insider, you get no time off. I mean, Glazer truly takes, you know, the, he has an offseason because he'll break like four or five stories during the season for Fox. And you'll go, yep, that's Jay Glazer. But Shefty is on call. Shefty broke the uh, Andrew Luck story while he was at a wedding. I mean, <laughs> imagine that. He's like, I'm, I'm at a wedding and I'm going to break the Andrew Luck story that he's going to retire. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll get some phone calls in here, and then we'll uh, get to John Barry. He'll preview game six tonight in Milwaukee. Yes, Paul? We have a little text chain at work that we discuss sports. Yeah. When the Schefter news broke, I remember we all looked at it on Twitter, on social media, and we're like, are we being punked? This can't be real. Yeah. Andrew Luck is on a good team that's yeah. getting better. We thought he was finally healthy, and he's retiring. Nobody of us five believed it when we were sending it around. Yeah, because I kept thinking, okay, he finally got an offensive line. He got some weapons there. He got a running game. Uh, maybe not great receivers. And what was it, three or four weeks till the start of the season? And he decides that, and he's at the game 
when the announcement happens. Shefty broke the news in the fourth quarter, and Andrew Luck had to leave because he was getting booed. Fans had their phones out, and all of a sudden, you know, poor Andrew Luck, because they tried to hold it. They were going to have a press conference the next day, wanted family to come in for it. And uh, Shefty broke the news. Yes, he Dude's just walking around down yeah. there on the field. Like, What's going on? Oh, crap. I don't, I don't have a Twitter account. Oh, I got MySpace. Love it. Stick with it. <laughs> All right. Who's got the pressure on them tonight? The player who has the most pressure. We'll talk to John Barry. He'll join us on loan from the mothership. Your phone calls as well. It's 15 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Level Select CBD, sports creams, roll-ons. In fact, I just placed another order yesterday. Love the sports roll-ons. If you work out prior to or after or both, playing golf before, after, you're going to have a 10-minute walk or run a 10K before, after, immediate relief. Your muscles recover so quickly with Level Select CBD. And... uh, Well, don't take my word for it. You take Carson Palmer's word for it. 15 years in the NFL, seven surgeries. He enjoys his retirement and keeps up with his kids thanks to Level Select CBD. You don't have to be a pro athlete to enjoy the safe, fast-acting, effective relief of Level Select CBD. Whether you're going for that walk or that run, Level Select can provide immediate relief for you. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com right now. Use the promo code DAN40. Get 40% off your entire order today. That's right, 40%. LevelSelectCBD.com. Promo code DAN40. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Take the extra mile. Take that all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. One of my favorite basketball analysts, John Barry, ESPN Radio NBA analyst, former NBA player. He's been on the call throughout the NBA Finals for ESPN Radio, and he'll be on the call tonight, 9 Eastern, Game 6 tipping off in Milwaukee. John, thanks for joining us. Give me the player who has the most pressure on them tonight. Uh, Well, everybody. I mean, it's... A knockout game. So uh, everybody on the Suns, obviously. Uh, I mean, I know everybody talks about Chris Paul and it's this legacy. I, I don't get caught up in that. I mean, does it really change what kind of player Chris Paul is going to be looked at if he wins or loses this NBA final in 10 years? I think so. Why? He's a Hall of Famer, regardless. What's the difference? Well, I think he moves up, though, John, if he wins. I, I've heard this. Well, Nash never won and Stockton never won. You know, then he leapfrogs them. And then Does they, he? Um, I, I, this is what analysts tell me. Um, do I think that uh, Chris Paul is better than John Stockton? I don't. Uh, do I think he's better than Steve Nash? I don't. Um, does he belong to be in the top ten? Sure. But is he a top yep. five because he wins? He's not better than Jason Kidd, in my opinion. Right, you... well, so winning a championship makes you better than them? I, well, I think that's how people validate greatness. You know, John Elway needed to win Super Bowls to now be considered one of the great quarterbacks. Tom Brady's the greatest because he has all these Super Bowls. Is he more talented than Aaron Rodgers or John Elway? No. But I I, I, if Tim Duncan didn't have any championships, he'd not be a, a top – 15 player, top 20 player. Yeah, maybe not. 
but but I I just I he's going to be the same player to me whether this happens or not, and I'm not uh, putting this series on squarely on his shoulders. He played great in the first two games, not so great the last three, uh, so it's not on him. Yes, he's had some blunders uh, in his past in in big playoff games, uh, but this certainly isn't a series where it's on Chris Paul to win or lose. I think there's a lot of pressure on all the Phoenix Suns, but I think if you're the Bucks, you you got to win tonight. You did win in Phoenix, but this feels like a coronation tonight. There are going to be sixty thousand people outside that building tonight, John. I, I understand this. Uh, <laughs> And plus the four of us on the radio that have to walk through that if they win. <laughs> so I, I do typically cheer for the road team uh, to close out series. It makes it a nice, easy walk home. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think you're right. Uh, you don't want to go back game seven in Phoenix. No way. And look, Phoenix could easily be up in this series. I, I thought game four, they completely gave away with their turnovers. They should have won that game. Yeah. They outplayed Milwaukee. Uh, and so they could have gone home and had a closeout game in game five. That's not the case. Obviously, they got off to a great start in game five, and the game completely flipped. Milwaukee had – they. Uh, Monty Williams told me yesterday the eighth best shooting game in 1,345 playoff games. The eighth best in the history. Oh, wow. I mean, that's eighth best. Yeah. I mean, they, they were – so they started that game 9 of 21. They went 32 for 45 in the second and third quarter for 79 points. It was amazing. And then Phoenix almost comes back and wins. But I, I don't think Phoenix is a fractured team. That I think they're still a confident group. Uh, and if they were to pull this off tonight, I would say that they would win the NBA championship. They would win game seven at home. Talking to John Barry, he'll be on the call game six tonight, ESPN Radio, tip-off at uh, 9 Eastern. I was talking to Reggie Miller yesterday, and we were talking about Shaq when the Pacers played the Lakers in the NBA Finals in 2000. He, he shot 18 of 39 from the free throw line. In the whole series? No. One game. In one game? Shaq was 18 of 39 in game two, and they won. Like, imagine if the Greek freak did that, John. Like, we go, man, he went one for 10 and uh, two air balls. Shaq went 18 of 39. Wow. And L.A. still won the game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so are you getting at maybe you try that with Giannis tonight? <laughs> I'm, put him, yes. Put, put him on the line? Yes. Yeah. Well, now he is at home where he's probably more comfortable. I, I don't know the stats per se, on his uh, home road splits on what he shoots free throw-wise. Uh, he had gotten better and obviously not so good in the last game, I believe, four for ten. But it was a great miss because uh, they got the yeah. offensive rebound and Chris Middleton made the free throw to put it out of out of reach. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Is Monty Williams saving this to, to possibly do it? Because they haven't done it yet. I know. Uh, maybe maybe it's a ploy if uh, if it gets down to a tight ball game here, you know. But it's got to be after two minutes, obviously. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I doubt that we see Monty Williams do that. And when it comes to free throw shooting, and I've talked to former players, and I said, look, if you could shoot it underhand like your father famously did, and you could make let let's say seventy seven percent of your free throws, and you're maybe a fifty percent free throw. Like if you said to Giannis, try this. And you, and you go 80%. Would players be more likely to do what your dad did 
And your dad was a, one of the greatest of all time. Like, is it easy to teach that style of free throw shooting? Uh, I, I think he could teach guys with, with the big hands. I think it's an advantage to do. You know, I, I never really messed around with it. But I think if you have really big hands and it's kind of a wrist cock thing where it's, it's not hard to do. Uh, but I, I don't know that guys would do it. I, I I mean, I played with Shaq, you know, in what, 97, whatever it was. And I used to joke with him about it. He's like, I'm not looking like a sissy like that. You know, like, like, I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. I'm like, I go, all right, well, what's more embarrassing? You shooting 18 for 39 from the free throw line in a game or doing that? Like, I don't know. If you care enough, I certainly would hope my my – if I coached a guy, I'd hope he'd want to shoot 80% as opposed to 50%. Regardless, if he had to put a pink tutu on at the free throw line, <laughs> if it went in, do it. Did Shaq practice free throws? I, I shot with him every day. Every day we went into free throw, a breakdown of free throws. I was with him 17 out of 20, 18 out of 20, every time. Every time. And then what happens? Uh, I don't know. Uh, some people don't like to be at that line. I think maybe fatigue it, it plays a factor if you're in the game. Um, who knows? I mean, you're the center of attention. I know guys love to be the center of attention in certain areas, but maybe not standing on a free throw line when everybody's just staring at you. What's the best conversation you ever had during a free throw? With the shooter or, or with another guy? Another guy. Well, like the guy with like, like first base when these guys yeah. get hits and they go over there and stand. Ah, gosh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it would usually pertain to something that was going on in the game. I mean, it was never like, you know. Did people Crash say Davis. stuff to you at the when you were at the line? No. no. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a well. You were a pretty good free throw shooter. No, I, I, I didn't. It didn't. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, guys might say something like, "Hey, we need this one. Give us this one." Well, yeah, we know he'll give us this one. Like, yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah, sure, I will. It's free points, man. I'm not giving you anything. If uh, is there any chance Chris Middleton gets factored into the MVP if the Bucks win? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was I was wondering about that yesterday. Like, if Middleton goes big tonight and Giannis is, you know, okay, what what do they do? I mean, I know Giannis's numbers are better, uh, but, you know, quite honestly, Chris Middleton's the go-to guy of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I know Drew Holiday came up big uh, in the last ball game, but when they need baskets, Middleton – I mean, Middleton made some shots in that last game. Yeah. The step-back three right in front of their bench. Yep. Uh, he, 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 and I, he, I did the Eastern finals as well. He had a 23 point quarter, a 20 point quarter. I mean, when this guy gets rolling, he, he's awfully difficult to stop. So, uh, you know, typically they always go with the big name guy, right? I mean, yeah. so you think you would think Giannis gets it, uh, but Middleton's been huge. And then Drew Holiday to bounce back after a four for 20 game four and play the way he did, man. And he defensively, he is a monster. I mean, he, he's giving Chris Paul fits. But you have the Booker situation, and I don't know if it's too much of a good thing, John, where he's going to get 35 or 40, but is that good for his team, as strange as that may sound? Well, two straight games over 40, and he's lost to both. Yeah. Uh, certainly not his doing, but what Milwaukee's doing, and uh, Mike Boonholzer takes a lot of heat for not being a guy that adjusts and does different things during a game. I, I think he's done a great job is their, their switching now is causing Phoenix to play one-on-one -on -one basketball. And it's either Chris Paul or Devin Booker playing one-on-one. -on -one. 
their assist numbers way down, their passes per, per possession way down, and the shot making has been incredible. What Devin Book, the shots that he's making to get his numbers, they're I mean, I don't remember many uncontested shots he gets. He is working extremely hard and making unbelievable shots. So if you're Phoenix, somehow they still shoot 50 for 5% in the last game. They still go 13 for 19 from three. I know. But you can't expect to play one-on-one -on -one basketball and make the kind of shots you're making on a consistent basis. So tonight, uh, you, you've got to get some ball movement. And Phoenix has not moved the ball. And credit Milwaukee for making them a one-on-one -on -one team. And credit Devin Booker for doing what he's doing. Uh, but if they continue to play one-on-one -on -one and don't get Mikel Bridges and Aiton and other guys, Crowder involved, uh, I don't think they can win. He's John Barry, ESPN Radio NBA analyst. You were on the Lakers in 1998. You Something guys... like that. I don't know. I, I mean, I was on eight different teams. I can't remember years. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just a little difficult. Well, well, no, you guys got swept by Utah that year. Yeah, we did. We did in, yeah, the, in and, the Western Finals. And Kobe was, what, 19? 19 years of age? Yeah, his second year in the league. And he took the last shot, didn't he? No, that was the year games? before. Oh. That was his rookie year. Oh, that okay. was his rookie year. But what do you he didn't, he, he didn't play much. I mean, Eddie Jones was the two guard, and, and Kobe played less than 20 minutes a game in that second year. But did you see sort of what could be with Kobe, or when did you see that? 100%. <laughs> Every day in practice when it was game seven. He, <laughs> no, like – we get ready to scrimmage, right? We're on the second team, and he he wanted to uh, he, he was going after Eddie Jones every day to show Coach Del Harris, like, no, this is my job. I don't know why this guy started. And like literally, every day was Game Seven uh, when we started scrimmaging. I mean, the guy was as driven as any guy I've ever known. Like Michael Jordan, he's the he's as close and John Smoltz. Are the three most competitive guys that I've ever met. John Smoltz? John Smoltz, as competitive as anybody I've ever met, 100%. Well, you you played against Kobe and you played against Jordan. You've just played golf with John Smoltz, right? Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying. He, okay. No, he, he's – I just – He'll do some gambling and will gamble on anything, and he's just – I'm putting him there, except for Intato last week. <laughs> when he choked down the, <laughs> down the stretch there. Oh, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, though, with, you know, Kobe. But I'm sure that – I don't – well, what was Eddie Jones – like, like when – does he know his days are numbered when he's seeing this, that Kobe's going after him? I, I don't know, no, because Eddie was still, still pretty young, and, he, and I think he went to Miami yeah. after that and had some All Star seasons. Yeah. So no, he no he he accepted the challenge, um, but yeah, everybody everybody kind of knew like th this kid right here. Oh my gosh, when he arrives, it's going to be hello world like Tiger, right? Did Shaq know it? Shaq knew it, of course. Because I just yeah. wonder about that ego, you know, those egos. And I, and I know it wasn't there yet because Kobe hadn't had success. But Correct. could you feel like, you know, there's only one king on the throne here? You know, no, because I didn't think that Kobe would care. Uh, he just wanted to play. And, and that's all he wanted. And that's all he did. Like, literally, he wouldn't talk on our planes. He would, I, I believe he wrote a lot of uh, lyrics, uh, uh, rap music. 
and he would not we he wouldn't he wouldn't join in our reindeer games of cards and all that stuff like he he would sit by himself write whatever he was doing he would watch michael jordan interviews he would never go out in the city we went to uh, you would never see him he'd be at practice and we'd play pra a one on one after practice and if i didn't say i'm leaving he would never leave the gym <laughs> No, he wouldn't like. I had to say, like, I'm out of here, man. Jesus, it's like we're, we're two hours after practice, man. He would never leave. No, really. So he's watching Michael Jordan interviews. A hundred percent. He wanted to be him more than anything in the world, and be better. He got close. Yeah, he's just close. He yeah, that that that's when we and, and he wasn't afraid to say that he wants to be Michael Jordan. Whereas LeBron mm -hmm. is not Michael Jordan, but Kobe said, look. I, I want it. I'm going after you. You wear 23. I'm wearing 24. Like I, I, I I'm one up on you. I, 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 but I loved that that he embraced it. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't back because a lot of guys have shied away from it. Where Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, hey, they're the next Michael Jordan. Kobe's like, hey, I'm the next Michael Jordan, and people are like, come on, you're 19. You're, you know, easy here. And then all of a sudden, we realized he he had somebody that he had footsteps to follow. He wasn't afraid of that. Yeah, he, he loved the comparison. I mean, that that's all he wanted. I mean, I remember the first time that, we, well, we played Chicago when we played him twice, obviously, being in the West. And that game at Chicago, I mean, this kid was bouncing off the walls before he got out there. And, you know, the problem was we got our, we got our butts handed to us, so he didn't get to match up against Michael very much. But, man, the guy played like it was game seven when we were in there down 25. I mean, he he was something. Did Shaq run onto the court naked at any point during a practice <laughs> while you were with the Lakers? He did not. No, I never saw that. Thankfully, no. Okay. Be no. Because I Wait. some of his teammates say that he was famous for doing that. Like he he'd go out there in just his socks, and then he would hug people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that guy is great too. It's it's amazing those two guys. You know that that happened because Shaq is as good a guy as you ever meet. He's, he's just the biggest kid in the world. Complete opposites, though, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have fun tonight. And uh, so you're rooting for the Suns just so you can get out of the building safely? That's basically it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But one of the eight or nine teams you played for was Milwaukee. Yes. thirty Almost 30 years ago. Well, they still remember you. A few people have. Yeah, I do. Welcome back to Milwaukee. It's great. You should wear your jersey tonight. I, you know, I have the. It's the the ugliest green. Remember the all shades of green yes. down the side. Yeah, that's what we were. Yeah, awful. The worst. I have a Terry Cummings autographed jersey CC. from that year. From the the when you guys had those jerseys. So yeah, Terry awesome. Cummings. Yeah, uh, have fun tonight. Always great to talk to you. Safe travels there, John. Thanks. That's uh, John Barry of the mothership tonight at uh, nine Eastern. Those are great stories about Kobe and you're 19 years of age. And Hey, I'm not getting into games, but I'm going to treat every practice like it's game seven. And then watching Michael Jordan interviews, get mannerisms down. And he certainly did that. All right, we'll take a break. Your phone calls are coming up next. Everybody wants to talk about skyline and gold star chili. We'll have that discussion next Dan Patrick show.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching on Peacock, I'm holding up my Terry Cummings Milwaukee Bucks jersey that I got. This is like uh, 1980s Milwaukee Bucks, and I got the uh, Terry Cummings signature there. Those are gorgeous. We should get this framed. Um, and then I got Brad Lojas, who uh, a seven-footer, good shooter. I think I'm the only person in America with these <laughs> these two Milwaukee Bucks jerseys, Terry Cummings and Brad Lojas. No bigger Bucks fan than me. I I did pick them to go to the finals, but I had them losing to the Lake. Do I get credit for them if they win a championship? Do I get extra credit that I picked them to go to the finals to lose to the Lake? It's like Jeff Bezos saying he was in space. You could say the team you picked to be in the finals won, and then maybe people won't ask you, "Did you pick them to win?" Okay, I'll glaze past it. Yes, Eden. Or are you more correct if the Suns come back and beat the Bucks? Would you be oh. like, "Yeah, I called it. I I called the Bucks losing in the finals." Ooh, then then you're actually more correct. You're right. You're right. So you you might want them to lose in mm. seven. Mm. We're big in Wisconsin and in Arizona. Oh. Hmm. Well, if I would have said to Bucks fans, "I'm going to get you to the finals," but I can't help you from there. Would they have signed up for that? Probably so, given what's happened in previous uh, postseasons. John Barry's great. He is one of those guys that just tells you the truth. He truly doesn't care. When you're with him, you ask an opinion, and John will give you he'll give you an answer. He he just does, and and he's so much fun to be around. And he's you know he's got this basketball family. His father, Hall of Famer. Uh, his brother won a few titles in San Antonio. Uh, his other brother won a national title at Kansas. But John played a long time. Good team player, great shooter, tough guy. But when you're out with him, he's one of those guys that's got stories. May not know that they're stories, but you, you touch on a topic or a player, a situation, a team, and then he'll just throw something out. And he's always got something fun to say. Yeah, Paul. And guys like him, I mean, look at like Duncan Robbins from the uh, Milwaukee, uh, Miami Heat. He's going to be in the league for a long time. Mm. Even if he doesn't average 25 points a game, if you could if you could hit your free throws and hit from three, especially now, like John Barry would have been more vital in this. NBA. Oh, absolutely. Great free throw shooter and a, a really good three-point shooter. A couple of phone calls. Barry in Long Island's back. Hi, Barry. What's on your mind today? Good morning, fellas. Actually, it's Barry on Long Island in Cincinnati. Uh, three quick things. I was at that crazy Met Red game last night. Oh. Uh, shout out to my new friends, uh, six-year-old Ulysses and eight-year-old Cito. As I was checking into the hotel, I was wearing my uh, Dan Patrick Get Off My Lawn t-shirt, and uh, the valet said, cool shirt, love DP. And you were absolutely right about Skyline Chili. Very, very soupy. And uh, don't give uh, Gary too much grief. He is correct. All right. Well, Gary Cohen, the Mets announcer, may join us. He trashed uh, the uh, chili in Cincinnati, which is fine. I mean, he has every right to do that. 
I don't know why he would be so mean-spirited. There's some positives there with uh, Gold Star and Skyline. Yes, he... You keep saying it's fine, but it doesn't feel like it's fine. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It it serves a purpose. No, it's fine. Your voice went up two octaves. That yeah. means you're lying a little bit. You can't bit. say it's fine without going, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Like Todd, <laughs> I, I say, no, Todd's fine. Right? Yeah, that wasn't high-pitched and when you yeah, said that. Yeah, I say, yeah, Todd's fine. He does a good job. Yes. Fine. Those were good mock headlines. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Tim in Cincinnati. Hi, Tim. Hey, Dan. Uh, six foot, 220. Hey, well, uh, first of all, thank you for fighting the good fight. Uh, I feel like Cincinnati usually gets a lot of crap nationally, but um, a lot of people don't know here in Cincinnati, it's kind of a big debate between Skyline and Gold Star. And I'd say overwhelmingly people are in favor of Skyline, but I've been listening for a long time and I seems like you might have a preference for Gold Star. Nope. I wanted to see. Nope. I I have a preference for uh, Scalini's. We would always call it Scalini's just to kind of dress it up a little bit instead of Skyline. That's what my dad calls it, too. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. Yeah, we were trying to dress it up. Hey, uh, we're thinking about going to Scalini's. Oh, okay. Wow, that must be really good Italian food. Yeah, it's Skyline. But Scalini's. Uh, Doc in California. Hi, Doc. What's on your mind today? Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. Man, you're killing me, Smalls. So before you tell me to stay in my lane, I got to give you a quick backstory. I grew up in Indianapolis, um, went to Indiana University for 10 years, and at, so I grew up as a Cincinnati Reds fan. So my family and I would always go to uh, Reds games and go to Kings Island. So um, a little bit of Cincinnati uh, background, if you can say so. But um, there are three things that just at the mention of it causes me to immediately have a gag reflux and basically throw up in my mouth. And number one is cottage cheese. Number two is Gold Star Chili, and number three is White Castle. So to say that I've basically gagged ten times on my way to work this morning <laughs> is an understatement. Awesome, because Doc. Of you and Seton. I'm just going to continue to say cottage cheese, cottage cheese, cottage cheese, cottage cheese. <laughs> I love White Castle. I do. I, I know the song. Takes just a minute. Fancy little box with a hamburger in it. For your joy, we never fry them. We steam them on a bun. Buy White Castles by the sack because no one can eat just one. Yeah, Paul. If you could somehow remove the, uh, how would you say, White Castle aftermath, I would eat eat them every week. Yeah. The aftermath can be quite uh, troubling. Kevin in Cincinnati joins us. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, Kevin. Actually, Dan, I was having a I was having a conversation about you last night with uh, your old, uh, uh, the the son of your guidance counselor who was trying to get you to become a plumber. I uh, don't know if you remember that or not. But on the other side, uh, as far as Skyline's concerned, so last night watching the game, sit down, like, hey, what do, what do I want to eat? Got Skyline. So I'm sitting there watching the game, and then all this stuff on Twitter, I was like, well, I got three cheese conies in my, in my hand right now. So... I, I think the slander is there. I understand it, but they got to be doing something right because they sell about you know four or five hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, and you know the, the the chili dogs are really good. I don't remember my guidance counselor suggesting I become a plumber. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I I know he discouraged me from going to college, but you know a plumber's a good business. Like, how would you like it if I showed up at your uh, your house? Like, the plumbers crack, and I walk in. Yes, Todd. That's very specific for a guidance counselor. Why that particular job? Do you know that I just found out my father used to work on telephone poles? He would climb telephone poles when he he got out of the military and he was looking for a job and he used to work for the phone company. 
climbing. He had those boots that had the spikes in it. Yeah, little things. Yeah, and my dad used to work on telephone poles. Uh, Chuck in Michigan. Hi, Chuck. Dan, how you doing? Great, Chuck. Um, stopped at Skyline in Fort Wayne over the weekend, and I have to uh, take umbrage with your comments about it. You know, the, sky, the Cincinnati chili is not a, a thick chili that you would make all afternoon in a slow cooker. It's more like a, a pizza. It's a sauce, a chili sauce, like a pizza sauce or a spaghetti sauce. So it's just a topping. It's not... You wouldn't get a bowl of chill, uh, Skyline chili for, for lunch, in other words. So, um, interested in listening to all the comments. Love your show. Thank Bye. you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. I'm not saying it's like you've spent eight hours making this chili. I'm just saying at midnight, when you've had a couple of pops, and you want to have a couple of cheese conies, like, like come on. Maybe what? if they took a little more time making the chili, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> But they have to be edible. They have to serve so many mm. people that they don't have time to be able to really make great chili. Yes. yes. You know how this is going to turn out tomorrow in the Cincinnati newspaper. Oh, I know. Talking head Patrick turns back on hometown. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Not the first time they've done that. Said that. I need to I need to have a press release, I think, that I put out here. <laughs> I got to get somebody to craft me a press release. Walking back statements. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got a treat coming up at the top of next hour. Not going to tell you who it is, but I got a real treat coming up. Close out the second hour with sleep number. You know, these days are longer. You got to get a good night's sleep to make the most of summer because quality sleep helps boost energy, recovery, well-being. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed featuring the Sleep IQ technology get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. So many great things about the bed. These people go into the store, ask about your sleep number, ask about Sleep IQ technology. That actually gives you information when you wake up the next day to tell you how you slept. They have tips on how to get a great night's sleep. Temperature in the room should be around 66, 67, 68 degrees. Avoid alcohol in the evening and uh, try to keep your bedroom free of work-related items. Just trying to get a great night's sleep. And now is the time. Discover proven quality sleep safe now on the Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases. They start at $1,099. Only for a limited time. Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams and I'm jacked. Alright, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.